This is Professor. I want my, I want my MTV feather. And this is the Midnight Pichu, Pietro Pan, Gadfly. This is Doctor. I want my entity. <laughs> and this is Bong. The motorboat con- blue fez. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say a very confused yet aroused blue fez. I don't know what that <laughs> says about me. Oh. Anyway, tonight oh. he's the blue chew. Don't stand up. <laughs> the blue fez is the blue chew. <laughs> I think I blue fest. <laughs> and oh, you that, 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 that means we are listening to yeah, you are listening to <laughs> oh. 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 raging oh it's 1987 kids the hit songs of 1987. Welcome to the jungle. Uh, learning to fly. Welcome to the jungle by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, learning to fly by Pink Floyd. Uh, oh, Eat the Rich by Motorhead. What does this have to do with tonight's movie that we're going to discuss? Well, this is an MT movie, pure and simple. This was made in 1987 at the height of MTV. And this movie shows it. This movie is a pop cultural gem of that era. Let me tell you. It has two of the the icons of that era, uh, Corey Haim and Corey Felder. Um, And it has mullets. It has long dusters. It has cigarettes behind the ear, man. And it has a girl that doesn't have a bra in, in one or two scenes. Jason Patrick who somebody here will tell you what his relationship is to the movie industry. Um, This movie is about a family and a a divorced mother with uh, two teenage kids. One's a little older teenager and the other one's like maybe 14, 15. I don't know what their ages are anyway. um, And oh, by the way, Corey Hames uh, uh, outfits are just fabulous. I, I must say they're just fabulous. Um, and then we have Kiefer Sutherland, who goes on, you know, to to have great uh, uh, notoriety in the TV field um, as a vampire, a motorcycle riding vampire. Um, this movie is has every trope that you want to see. It has the grandpa that smokes pot. Um, one of the greatest scenes in the movie is he and and his uh, uh, grandson Corey is going to get into the car and go to town he gets in the car starts up listen how they get let it gotta let it idle you know, gotta let it warm up it's okay i'm ready to go he turns it off and gets out car never leaves the garage that kind of that, that is kind of a statement for this movie for me um this movie never quite leaves the garage for me um but you <laughs> know nice there are moments, car. but the, yes it's a nice looking car and there are moments um but i will i will pass it on i think uh Dr. Head, let's get your input on this, on this beautiful 1987 movie. It is. It is a 1987 movie. I will tell you that. Yes. Uh, You are absolutely right, Professor Feather, as far as the look. It is an MTV movie. It has all the pretty 
tropes that you would expect and Kiefer Sutherland as the uh, the bad vampire. And now we know why he can stay up for 24 hours as uh, Jack Bauer, because he's a vampire. So yeah. you know, he's got that. Um, yes, it's got both Corey's and uh, Jason Patrick, who is the son of Jason Miller as uh, of Exorcist and Exorcist 3 fame, which we talked about last week. Um, yeah, it it, uh, it certainly is an extended video. From the very beginning, uh, was it Richard Donner and was it Joel Schumacher, I think? Directed Joel this? Schumacher directed Joel it, Schumacher, yes. right. And it's like you see the long panning shot of the water, like, oh, it's Joel Schumacher. Of course. Of course. He's doing this long shot. And then you have the uh, the... The, the music swelling, but it's a very, it's a product of its era. I mean, the way that looks, the, the earring wearing vampires with the, the long leather, the jackets and um, yeah, it's, it's not, uh, I mean, I, other than Diane Weist, I, I love Diane Weist. I think she's great. One awesome, of my favorite yeah. actresses. Um, it, I, yeah, it's pretty, not much happens. You know, we all like Jamie Gertz as star. I thought Corey Feldman talking like this the whole time, a little too deep. It almost sounded like Rambo. Like He's Rambo. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right because that's that is one great thing about the movie is yeah. the the whole comic book, yes, uh, store motif and them and them you know buying into it that they really are these, these vampires. Fourteen like year olds who own yes. this comic book store. It's, More it's or our, less, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's our it's our uh, front to find these vampires, but it was really great because I was walking you know, the camera shots in the comic book store. I'm like, oh, yeah, I had that issue. Oh, yeah, I got that issue. <laughs> oh, the, you know? the explanation when, when he's, you know, talking about uh, the, you know, the Superman, you know, this shouldn't yeah. be with this, you know, and he's talking this really stupid, like, yeah, why would episode 38 be with, with episode 240? <laughs> what, right. What, like, what? Do you not have any kind of freaking chronological order here, kids? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, they exactly. don't because they're too concerned with hunting vampires. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and, and and looking cool. Come on. Yeah. Right. Well, the vampires all ride motorcycles and they all look cool. cool. Um, I remember this being the darling film of that year. And I, I'm sure I liked it better in 1987 than I, I my rewatching again just a couple of days ago. But uh, it's certainly a product of its era. It, it, it hasn't aged in that much. As it's, it's a nice static kind of remnant of that late 80s uh, film. It's not a bad movie by any means. It's it's got some fun moments. I like I like the how the transformation takes place and they're hanging on the bridge, you know, the overpass and and those kinds of moments. And I I do love the before we get the setup of the vampires, we get the point of view shots of the vampires attacking without seeing the vampires. People in the yeah, car, good, good, the good door idea. get ripped off or they get pulled into up into the sky. You know, the shots from way overhead as they're flying. I thought that those were yeah. really great and very effective and um you know and i like keith Sutherland. i mean he just always plays such a bad dude you know and he's no different in here it's like two steps away from from playing and like stand by me you know he's like every bit is an asshole there <laughs> as you know as you know rabbit proof friends he just seems to gravitate toward these asshole and roles and uh but no i it, it's a fun movie, um, and now that I've seen it twice, I probably probably don't need to see it again. But I, I enjoyed it. Midnight so Gadfly. Midnight Gadfly. What about you? Yeah, I loved this movie when it first came out because I loved MTV. Right. So I mean, I had MTV on, like the radio was on, probably for the previous generation. Um, 
I guess what I like about it is uh, two kids go to California and uh, the one older kid meets uh, Billy Idol, who's the head of a um, vampire cult, um, whose granddaddy is actually Pee Wee Herman. Or, or I'm sorry, you know, just <laughs> this geeky dude, you know, that you you just Ed don't Herman. suspect. And yet, yeah, Ted Herman, um, whom we met, you know, at uh, um, the uh, what was that uh, Horrorhound, like back in Horror 2012, Hound. like it was very early yeah. on, and I think like a couple of years later he passed away, um, yeah. and he was super cool, and that dude is fucking tall. He's like six foot five, yeah. you know, so super super big dude, and uh, I agree, Diane Weist. I, th- I think she's hot. I don't know what it is. She's just yeah. really adorable, you know, um, in, in everything she does. I, I really like it. Um, I like this movie because um, it really was that time when video directors were trying to make the transition into um, movies, feature-length movies. And it literally went on for 20 years of that kind of stuff, you know. So we had Joel Silver and we had, uh, um, who's who did Seven, um, what's his name? Fincher. Uh, Fincher, yeah, David Fincher. We've got Guy Ritchie, who's on the tail end of the whole video right. thing. Um, and these, uh, a lot of these directors would do commercials and videos to experiment with film techniques and then try to use those in narrative filmmaking. Um, and I think and that get whole, paid for it. That's brilliant. And get paid for it. Yeah. Well, and I think it's the and I think the translation is really cool. You know, I just watched. Uh, was it? Is it uh, Silverfish or something like that with uh, John Travolta and uh, uh, Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Um, is that what it is? Silverfish. It's not Silverfish. It's uh, something yeah. like that. It's. But it's a heist movie by with Joel Silver uh, directing, and all the techniques he uses in there, he actually is, does a really good job of incorporating it into a narrative piece, uh, and I think that's what's great. So I really liked this movie. There was another movie that was that happened at the same time um, that was about like a bunch of vampires traveling in a an Bill RV Paxton. with Near Bill Dark. Paxton. Near Dark, ah. yes. Yeah. So yeah, Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton, the, the cast of Aliens. Yes, and the, I think the idea uh, of those two movies coming out and then The Hunger was in there somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. fairly close, where you had these three completely different takes that were commercially very different and all that kind of stuff it was a, a lot of fun. Um, but it was also the 80s. The 80s was just filled with just crazy fucking movies all over the place. You know, they were just all looking for the next big blockbuster, the next big mm-hmm. franchise or any of that kind of stuff. Um and I, I and historically HBO and Showtime yes, were big. Just you know, starting, HBO yeah, yeah. And they were they were big. Well, so we were we were being introduced yeah. to a lot more films that we wouldn't weren't able to see before. Yeah. You know, uh, which was I think a, a big input. They, this week became a, an HBO movie. You know? Yeah, they also had uh, it's a Corey Corey classic. You know, you had Co- yes. the two Coreys that, and I think this is a good movie for that. Um, Corey Hames gets played as a great character with the gravitationally challenged collars uh, on all of his outfits. <laughs> um, and then you get uh, Corey uh, Feldman, who is playing Rambo. If you listen to him, he's almost doing like this. He's got the headband. He's got the headband. Yeah. He's oh, almost yeah. doing like the, you know, like yeah, the yeah. Stallone kind of thing. And then his brother, and they're Edgar and Alan. Yes. Frog. Oh, frog. <laughs> 
and you know it's great and it's the comic book you know store it's the boardwalk with the, with the, the hippie mom and dad over hippie, yes, passed out that the are passed, yeah. yeah and the, <laughs> the literal really own com- the store but don't yeah know. the literal comic book that tells you about the vampires yes, in Santa yes. Carla. yeah yep. take this here's yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're vampire right. hunters and then uh, the whole idea that this hotel has fallen into a fissure and this is the clubhouse of the vampire lost boys which is Peter Pan, you know, it's the Peter yeah. Pan. Yes. We're going to live forever, we're young, all that kind of stuff. I think it's just uh I think there's a lot to this movie that I think may get overlooked uh in terms of its its structure as a, a cool story. Um and it really is a slice of life in 87. <laughs> it really is. And it's had that obsession with the 60s, which you see really prevalent with uh Jason Patrick as Michael, but he looks like Jim Morrison. And, and they're even playing more yes. strange as they get into the town. Yeah. You see him. And then what sunglasses do they give him? They give him the fucking Jim Morrison glasses. Those are great it, sunglasses. Great yeah. sunglasses. It's not enough that he starts acting all like moody like Jim Morrison when he gets <laughs> turned into vampire. But when they go to the vampire lair, they have a poster of Jim Morrison mm-hmm. on the wall. Yeah. And then they superimpose both together like, listen. Yes. Hey, you dumb fucking audience! Look what I'm doing. So <laughs> in, case you didn't it. in case you couldn't see it for the last forty-five fucking minutes, this guy's the new Jim Morrison. Um, that's the that's the Joel Schumacher touch, right? Exactly the subtle Schumacher, Schumacher subtle. subtlety. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Joel Schumacher. Um, yeah, the one thing I was and, and the nipple theme that he brought into the Batman, we do see carried over you know, into this movie as well in a different way, but that's very, very played out. Uh, that, anyway. That's a good segue into uh, Blue Fez. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Fez, what do you think? Wait, wait. How does how does the, the Joel Schumacher nipple thing, how do I become the segue? Because uh, we saw you in a Flash costume. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's that's fine. I'll, I'll buy it. <laughs> Yeah, you you can't hide a lot in those outfits. I will tell you that much. Although I I did get quite a few compliments from the ladies as I was sprinting across campus. Um, yeah, okay, coming toward them or going away? <laughs> a little bit of both, actually. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> Is that a flash in your pants? What? Well, it's a it's a flash up front and junk in the trunk. <laughs> um, okay, so. Everyone else is discussing Lost Boys. I totally agree. I'm personally a big fan of the movie because it's it's kind of a nice twist on the the, the vampire theme, I which I like, and it's in the, the whole Peter Pan theme and, and kind of kind of bringing it down to like you know oh, the teens and the maybe the older teens, and we're sticking around there and and it's it's cast well, like you said. You know, you got Diane Weist is in this. You got Ed Herman, who I I every time he pops up in something, I'm always like, ah, oh, I love this guy. And the fact that he's he's the leader, it's like I remember when I when I saw it in the theater, I'm like, whoa, wait, what? This guy? I'm like, seriously? I'm like, okay, because I mean, you get Keith or something, like, and he's just like, you know, so uh, and then you're like, oh, this. Uncle Uncle Ed's the leader. It's like, no, okay, wow, I didn't see that one coming a mile away. And then, yeah, because he ate garlic and everything, right? And then you got Bernard Herman, who was, or no, Bernard Bernard Hughes, sorry, who's great as the grandpa. I mean, yeah, yeah, 
Which is funny because, you know, you talk about the car never leaving the garage, which it does at the end of the movie. Yes, yes. That's and right, he, they do. That's right. They and and he's got that great line. He goes, yeah, yeah, Santa Clara, except for all the goddamn vampires. It's That's like, right. he, he's, you know. Yeah. He's known this all time? Didn't tell us, Grandpa? Yeah, there, there's a lot to like about this. Movie. Just from, you know, because, you know, when when we, we saw it, so this is what, 86, 87? You know, we're kind, we're kind of the age of the, for some of us, the age of the, the older character. So you can kind of relate that whole MTV generation mm-hmm. thing. But yes. I, I yes. overall, I'm like, as far as like, if you know, you want to kind of set aside some like favorite vampire movies for me, I'd put this in my favorite, one of my, in my favorite vampire, Same. you know, pile, like, you know, along with Fright Night, you know, and, you know, dro- bring up Nosferatu and stuff like that. You know, I'd, I'd put well, that And when Gadfly, I, Near Dark. I, I really like yeah, near dark. dark. Yeah. It's, it's kind of an odd, you know, and it's yeah. got some odd things in it, but overall I thought I, you know, a very, very good take, you yeah, know, which was overshadowed completely by this movie. Yeah. Yes, yep. exactly. Near dark, they both came yes. out about the same time. Near yes. dark was, was not yes. even heard of. I had never even heard of near dark to probably yeah, neither did thousand yeah. because of this big, this movie yeah. was so big, and yeah. it was, you know, yeah. and when you watch it, like, Oh my God, this was a really good movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah. So Lost Boys. I, I really, yeah. I, I really did enjoy this movie. I remember seeing it in the theater. Okay, so I remember liking it then. The, so, yeah. My biggest issue is at the beginning, the dude with his shirt off, the muscle dude singing. Oh, yes. Uh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, no. it's funny because when it was playing, I'm like, all they need is that big muscle dude singing and playing saxophone. And there he I'd was. Forgotten. Yeah. He's like, there he goes. I'm like, oh Jesus, it is the '80s. <laughs> yeah. That guy was like. He's everywhere, you know, because I think he played for, I want to say Alice Cooper, that guy. What, played, is it a di- I thought it was a different guy for Cooper. Yeah, it's a different guitar. guy. And was it? Okay. Shirt was shirtless. But, but this oh, guy yeah. played it like he was, a, he would play it in our bands, but he was just, you know, he was made for the MTV era. Well, yes. And I yeah. remember that song. Played saxophone. I remember that song and hating that song. Just fucking hate. <laughs> and I watched this movie and I'm like, I fucking hate this song. But... <laughs> It was highly representative of those kids at that time and that kind of stuff. And because I listened to shit that was terrible, you know, like these broken wings, you know, <laughs> our man to fly. Oh, yeah. Mr. Still Mr. Of the Night by White. Yeah, Mr. Mr. I'm like, what the fuck? That's terrible music. But I loved it at the time. Yeah. I think the yeah. only thing that probably could have clued people in to what was going on in this this narrative but the fact that they were around so many goddamn carnies, that's just a sign <laughs> of trouble right there. Right they there. Should, they you should have known right. there's going to be trouble. The minute carnies get involved, everything's off the table. Anything goes. It's like, yeah, shit-sucking vampires, Michael? Absolutely. There's carnies here. Well, and it's creepy because they're converting a kid to be a vampire. And then you see that uh, the, the milk carton, which... If if you don't live through that era, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, like kids right. today are not going right. to go. Oh yeah, no, milk right. And that's that theme of the childhood vampire. They rep, you know, that was just played up in Near Dark as well, because there's yeah. the young the young boy who's the vampire, and he's like frustrated because he's always yeah. stuck in this this prepubescent body, although he's like a couple hundred years old. When it's you uh, know, it's the and, and Rice. I can't remember the actor's name that played the boy. He was good. Yeah. Oh, it's Adrian yeah. uh, Pesca. Adrian, uh, he's the guy who grew up and was on Heroes. He's been yeah. in tons of shit. He's also in. Yeah. Uh, he plays a general in uh, um, Agents of Shield. Yes, what is his name. Adrian. Oh, that's right. That's right. 
I want to say Adrian Pascal, but I don't think that's the that's right. What what care what's the character's name? In in the hunger? In Van- no, no, no. Or I'm Lost sorry, Boys, near boy, dark. No, we're the little near boy. Dark. Oh, near dark. Oh, we're right, talking right. near okay. dark, yeah. Yeah. That just kind of reminds me of that line from Roger Rabbit. I got a fifty year old lust in a three year old dinky. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, even in uh, the uh, Vampire Lestat, they yes. they brought in the, oh, the child yeah. vampire theme. Yeah. So and this was, was a like the child vampire. Yeah. Adrian and, and at, well, FCV Sumto. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, vampire Junction, which I read because of your recommendation, Feather. Yes. Junction Junction. And it's a fantastic book. Adrian Pazdar. That's his name. Pazdar. Yeah. He was a little kid in that movie, and now he's yeah. uh, you know an actor that's uh, been around in quite a bit of stuff. The um, so the other vampire movies that were from the seventies and eighties that really affected me is I really like the original TV version of uh, the Stephen King vampire Salem's Lot. Uh, Salem's, Salem's Lot. Lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, God. yeah. Because it we creeped, should do an episode on that. We should. It creeped me out. And you know what? The remake with uh, um, was it not uh, Fran Drescher? I'm here. <laughs> oh God! I'd oh watch God! I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> I'd watch that one. Um, <laughs> no, it's the the guy from uh, Parks and Recreation is in it. Uh, Rob. Rob Lowe. Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe. Yeah, slob. I was gonna say slob the knob, Rob, but uh, you know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of those vampire, the, you know, the vampire theme's been everywhere. So, like, recently, what are the vampire movies that you watch that you think are good? 30 Days a Night. Mm. I thought that was one of the best vampire movies I'd seen in a long time. It's a great idea. Yeah. But you're also thinking these vampires are going to show up. And I thought the way they were killing people, they were bleeding them out. I'm like, wait a minute, you're you're let, you're spilling your food everywhere. You're pouring your goddamn gallons of milk. You're just letting it spill out everywhere. Yeah. What's the point in that? You're spilling your food. Don't play with your food. <laughs> um, but the I what I liked about these vampires is they were just animals. They were just terrifying, and uh, just brutal in their language. You know, they had their own language. Um, and it, yeah, so thirty days a night. I thought was uh, really good, and then the vampires in the the, the TV series, The Strain. Mm. Um, I I liked that as well. Thought that was a a very good. They were vampires, right? Yeah, weren't they? In The Strain. Yes, I think so. Yeah, never saw it. Yeah, I think it's on Hulu. I think. Yeah, that was that uh, was good. That was um that was put together by. Uh, who did Del was one of the Del Toro Benicio Del Toro, I think had a hand in putting that together. All right. If I'm correct, one of the Del Toros. I in believe. which what? Which? The, the Strain. It was a. It was on FX. It was an FX TV series for a couple of years oh, called right, The Strain. Right. Right. Okay. Was it, was it Guillermo? And, was it Guillermo Del Toro? Yeah. yeah or was I think it, it was Benicio. I can't. I don't remember yeah, which. But I think he. They had a hand. One of them put was because he. Yeah, he fellow would, asylum mates out there, just send us a. Yeah. Thanks a, for the email. A Google, Thanks for a Google link. That's all we need. A Google link. Yes. But those are those two. I think are as far as modern vampire 
movies. I I would uh, very much enjoy those. Both based on comic books as well. So yeah, it was uh, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. I can't say that while I've had a couple of drinks. Guillermo del Toro. Um, he was the one that uh, helped produce the strain. TV. Okay. How about uh, what we do in the shadows? That was a lot of fun. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> let the right the one movie in. and the series. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let the, the right one in, or the the one next door, or whatever it was called. Well, let no, the no, right that, one in. No, no, this is a comedy series. Yeah. Let, T- the, the, T- with TV did it. Yeah. Did you remember that? It's oh, in yeah, New Zealand. Yeah. The the, the vampires who all live in the flat. Jermaine. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the flight of the Concords. The Concords. Yeah. Jermaine. Yeah. Jermaine something. I can't remember. Yeah, the documentary. Taika Waititi. Yeah, Waititi oh my God, that is awesome. Oh, I it just, everything about that is, is just hilarious. The whole dynamic between the vampires and the werewolves. But then the, just the interpersonal dynamic between yeah. the, the flatmates. Yeah. The, was it Kevin? Is that the one that lives in the basement? That's the Nosferatu. <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> right. Keeping the, the grip. But I just love the fairies. Like, I was. I was doing this erotic dance for my my friends, and I was in the zone. You know? <laughs> it's just the it's just the fact that they're they're bitching about he you know the one guy hasn't done the dishes in like how many years? It's all piled up, and yeah, and and uh, Watiti is the fussy vampire, which is re- which is really great. And he's still in love with that one woman, and she's like in her eighties, and he's gonna. He, <laughs> it's just I really did enjoy that movie. That was a lot of fun. But you, Feather. Modern vampires? None. Yeah. None. I haven't watched a vampire movie since I watched Lost Boys the other day. So um, uh, I, I really, I really don't. You know, it's not no, not my, not my forte necessarily. Um, I think you would like the What We Do in the Shadows, though. No, I have seen that. I've seen oh, a okay. couple. I saw the the TV the series. I didn't see yeah. the movie. Okay. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I saw yeah, yeah. a couple of episodes of the series. No, oh yeah, and that's I, I was I'm a big fan of Flight of the of the uh, Concords, and you know, so I I like that. I can't think of his last name. Jermaine is his first name. It's and it's Jermaine, not Germaine. Uh, yeah, if you ever watch the Flight of the Concords, they go into that whole. Thing. I've seen okay. That one. Oh, it was a series on one of the you know the feeds. Um, they were a. a duo from new zealand and then they had the new zealand like he was an assistant to the consulate or something mm-hmm. it was like their manager and uh they he would get them these really weird gigs and they're just two of them but they throughout the episodes each episode would have like this really uh intricate produced intricately produced uh music video um, and they wrote their own stuff, and they're very humorous most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time it's pretty humorous or light, you know. Um, both of them great musicians. Both of them great singers. Um, the the whole concepts of the of the the show is good. I can't. The one woman is obsessed with them, and she she's a comedian. Um, she's I can't think of her name either. Um, she was really good on the show. She she went on to play uh, the evil page on um 30 rock mm-hmm. I, I can't i can't think of her name oh right yeah she's great yeah. and she doesn't she do bob's burgers too i think she does the one voice on bob's burgers but anyway yeah so yeah no nah, no nah, watch i think the, the last thing i watched i think would be kind of modern 
what was that? Uh, is it an HBO show or was it Showtime? Uh, with Anna Paquin. True, True Blood. It was HBO. True Blood. Yeah, HBO. I, I fucking hated her. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hated her with a passion. Uh, the show itself was kind of interesting at first. I just think she's one of the worst actors in the world. And so it just totally was brought it down to me. Uh, but I watched it long enough to get into the werewolves and all that kind of stuff, you know, so and the and the fairyland that they went to, which was, you know, it's a very bizarre series and, and very modern there again. It, I think, a, you know, a pretty modern take on on the supernatural pretty much in, in general. Um, uh, you know, it, it was a supernatural uh, soap opera. Yeah. And there's been a lot of those here in the last probably 10 years um, that are like that. Um, yeah, True Blood is an Alan Ball camp. You know, it was his take on being very campy and very soap opera-y. Yeah. Um, the, uh, my favorite ones recently, and these are terrible movies. Don't I'm not saying these are great movies. Underworld. Oh, so, yes. So yeah, yeah. they are just a guilty pleasure that. that are just, yeah, that, are. you know, there's nothing about them that you take seriously or even go, I'm going to criticize. Well, this is bullshit. You go, this is a comic book. You know, this can't is... we all just get along? Yeah, exactly. Well, and they have great practical effects. Those werewolves for the majority are these actual created costumes uh, that they've got wire work on the top of the ceiling and, you know, running around and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think that kind of presence in the scene just really kind of adds to the to the, to the the fun and that kind of stuff. And they get some really good actors. Kate Beckinsale, I'll fucking watch her in anything. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm like, how did you get into that suit? Can I watch? Where's the baby powder? Yeah, where's the baby powder? <laughs> Uh, you had mentioned Let the Right One In. Yeah. Earl's the Gadfly. Yeah. That is a really fantastic movie. The original yeah. or the, the remake? The original. The remake's really actually pretty good. It's pretty, pretty faithful. Good. Pretty the, faithful the original, original like source it. material. And I like Chloe Grace Moretz. So I think she mm. was great as the vampire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that original, cause I, I love the Northern European, the, those movies from Sweden and the area, Norway. Um, well, the cinematography it's, is, is, you know, it's, it's totally bleak. unique. Yes. Yeah. And it's because it's so cold. It's a bleakness to it. Yeah. To the, you know, and the relationship is building, but there's that, there's that always that kind of sense of dead stillness. But the, um, you know, the, I still remember there's a shot where the kid's being bullied yet one more time. And then the kid's near the pool and then kids like disappears. The next thing you see is this blood <laughs> trailing in the water, you know, like where the, the girl is just torn the shit out of him. And um, yeah, those those movies, uh, yeah, that's a great yeah, that that's a good modern take, yeah. I think, Agreed. and and a unique take too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, Shadow of the Vampire, which we did an episode on very early on, um, is uh, one of my favorite, uh, oh. I guess, vampire movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. such a weird, weird, yeah. weird metafictional movie, yeah. you know? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's so yes, I, that's one of my favorites. That, yeah. that I guess that would that's a modern take on the classic, <laughs> or not even, I don't even know. No, it stands in a in a category all its own. So oh, it's and we can't forget Vampire's Kiss with our boy Nicholas Cage. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I gotta go kiss the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> 
after Harvey Keitel says it's okay, he will. That's right. Kiss the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harvey loves to get naked. I mean, think about the piano. It doesn't matter. He, he, he could do a remake of, like, fucking Bambi, and he'll be walking around the woods all naked. What? Gonna kill the fucking deer. What do you want? You know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Michelangelo would have loved him. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> On the ceiling. He's got that like barrel chest and, and torso, yeah. but it's like no. muscular. Yeah, he's got the it's he's, like he's like corded muscles. Yeah. There's they're like this round ball of muscle. I'm like, how the how do you get that? Yeah, he's, he's good genes, but he's just like he's a solid muscle. Yeah, he's got the Renaissance you know? body. If you look at like any Da Vinci or uh, Michelangelo, that's and he's standing there in Bad Lieutenant with his arms stretched out. Yeah, you know, he, uh, he <laughs> yeah. looks like he's in one of those paintings. Yeah. All right. So. All right, from uh, the Lost Boys to Bad Lieutenant, re re re. Uh, ducks, all <laughs> right. in between, and everything in between. All of our redux in a row. So there you have it, and kids. The Lost Boys. We got way off that topic, but hey, <laughs> oh, shall not lie. <laughs> oh, you've got Kiefer Sutherland, who's ugly as sin but charismatic as fuck. So you know. I want my MTV. <laughs> There we go. It's all there, man. There's my 80s. All right. Yeah, you guys want to well. watch me take a dump? Say! We have the return of music live while we podcast. Technology will it. never, never cease to amaze me. Especially when I actually read about how it works. Go to unsaneradio.com. Find all of our episodes. Radio Unsane at Gmail. No? Twitter? No? We're everywhere. We're on Fredit, don't forget. Fred, right, Fredit. <laughs> Fredit. If in the South, it's Friday. We've got your uh, Tar and Feathers Psycho Cinema on the Faces book. We've got We Freaks on the Faces book. We've got Mark Justice. That's Mark Pause Justice. Pause. <laughs> right. You better pause. And coming soon, a new member. That was kind of a menopause. Yeah, we are menopause. <laughs> menopause. A new member of the Unsane Podcast family will be coming to you, boys and girls, fellow inmates. A new podcast dealing with two things, heavy metal and horror. And the podcast is called Heavy Metal Horror. OMG. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) No, HMH. HMH, I'm sorry. That's right. I'm Lisdexic. Right. Okay. So yeah. there you go. Oh, that, excellent. Tarn excellent. Tarn All I got to say to that is. 
Going, going, going. There. That was my impression of 200 motels. That was 200 motels right there. All right, so I, I don't have to watch it then. There you go. I, I thought that was Zoidberg. Summed up in about 10 seconds right there. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. This is the most fungible podcast you'll ever listen to. Oh, let's have the fungible. How are your worms, Michael? <laughs> Zoidberg! Zoidberg! Psilocybin. No, psilocybin. Booty, <laughs> tooty, disco, cutie. <laughs>